0: Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM
1: 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth.
0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Okay, good evening. It is a Boxing Wednesday and I think you can tell uh, from that opening clip that we played here, that today we're going to focus on the sweet science uh, that is boxing. There's lots to look forward to. There was a big press conference in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, this afternoon, I was able to watch that. It was uh, Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usik. They're doing it again, round two. So let's see how this one goes. And we're going to cross over shortly uh, just to get uh, a comment and to get a preview ahead of this one. And if you are interested in this big fight, Usik Joshua 2, can Usik do it again? Can Anthony uh, Joshua reclaim his belts? Do send us your voice notes to 061 107. And we've opened with a clip from Tio Fimo Lopez. He fought last weekend against uh, Pedro Campo there. Easy win, I think it was, for Teofimo Lopez. Even a time to showboat there. And you heard him calling out uh, the other fighters after that. Then uh, let's see if he can step back up to that high level uh, that we expect him to be, Tio Fimo Lopez. After that defeat to George kambosos Jr., there were a lot of doubts because it came off a win against Lomachenko. So let's see if uh, he is back, Teofimo Lopez. It's been an interesting week for boxing i had adrian broner pulling out of his upcoming fight citing mental issues there and a lot of boxers that have been affected by uh, mental health issues rather and uh, we certainly hope that adrian broner can recover and come back to fight and anybody who's been um Affected. Remember, Ryan Garcia also had to take some time off because of mental health issues. And uh, also, what's happening uh, next month on the third of September? Sivenati Nonching is finally getting that uh, title fight against Hector Flores. It's been confirmed by his trainer, at the Hot Box Gym, Colin Nathan. So we're going to hear from Colin Nathan later on on the show. We're also going to look ahead to what we can expect. Boxing South Africa has a symposium coming up in KZN next week. Next week, it's a. It's uh, The focus is on women. Boxing, so we want to find out from the CEO of Boxing South Africa what they expect to come out of that and how it's going to go. So that's what's coming up on the show this evening. Focus strictly on boxing here on Boxing Wednesdays on SAFM at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso musia on Twitter. Okay, before chapter two, ask me for a cricket score. Uh, chapter two. First test between Proteas and England. They've called stumps. There was uh, the the heavens opened up at about one, just after they came back from lunch with England in all sorts of trouble on 116 for six. They never came back to play there. Uh, so I say definitely on top here. England saved by the weather. They went to lunch at 100 for five. So Dean Elgar being vindicated after winning the toss and electing to bet first. But uh, let's go back to boxing now and we want to look ahead to Usyk and Joshua too. And we are joined on the line by a man who's making a name for himself on our social media, covers boxing consistently, loved his coverage also at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, punchperfect.com, Jamie Bond joins us on the line. Jamie, good evening again. Thanks for being able to take our call here in South Africa.
1: Thank you for having me again today. So always great to chat to you.
0: Thanks. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Um, Just firstly, um, what do you make of this fight going uh, to Saudi Arabia, Anthony Joshua, Saudi Arabia again? Because we know there's always been talks about Saudi Arabia and their human rights violation and how they're trying to use sport to cover up these ill acts. How has their reaction been?
1: Yeah, it's been very mixed, to be honest. I'd say that boxing, when it goes to Saudi, probably gets less... Criticism than some of the other sports. I'm sure you're aware of. Obviously, the the golf tour that went out. The leave. Yeah. yeah, that seemed to get like a lot of a lot of hate. I know when the F1 goes there as well. Boxing seems to get less sort of hate for it because. Whether we like it or not, Saudi Arabia are able to fund the big fights. And when you look at Anthony Joshua's career, for example, the both times he's gone to Saudi Arabia is when he's been the B-side of the negotiations because he's lost the Ruiz rematch and the Usyk rematch. So I feel like for Joshua to kind of make the money that he wants to make as a B-side, it's kind of had to been in Saudi Arabia. So I think people definitely have mixed opinions on it.
0: I heard Eddie Henn speak at the press conference today saying it's also a chance uh, to, to to profile boxing in Saudi Arabia. They're even going to have a female boxing fight. I think it's the first one that they have on such a big, um, on a big, on, on a big cut. Is that also part of it? Or is it just about money, Jamie? Um.
1: I'd, I'd say that it's probably more about the money, but that's a justification from, from Eddie Hearn and anyone else that goes out there to to sort of give a reason to, to happen out there. It's a big move that they've got a female fight in the card. Ramla Ali is is the fighter that's going to be sort of headlining that. So it's a great moment for her, but I do think it's more of a, a sort of nice PR stunt to be able to take the, the card over to Saudi.
0: Yeah, and what did you make of the press conference today? Anthony seemed very focused, Usyk seemed very relaxed. Can you read too much into that?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, the last fight, when they had the Fight Week press conference, it was very much that Usyk seemed really focused Mm. and Joshua seemed a bit too relaxed. Whereas this time, it seems like Joshua's got the edge and it seems like Usyk was singing and dancing and seemed more relaxed. So they've almost switched roles now, which was interesting, I found. And, and what did you make of the first fight? I mean, I think
0: it was a, it was a solid performance there from Usyk. There was no doubt about who won there. Um, what did you make of that fight? And what does Anthony need to do now better in this in this upcoming fight?
1: Yeah, I think Anthony Joshua went in there with a game plan. And a lot of people have said, and he's alluded to this himself, that his plan was to try and box with Usyk. And ultimately, he realized very quickly that that was the wrong game plan. I actually see the fight a little bit differently, that Anthony Joshua went in there with a game plan and was thrown off it very quickly and then didn't have a game plan to go to to be able to make adjustments. I think this time around what he needs to do is whether something's working or not he just not, needs to not doubt himself. Last time around, he was overthinking everything. He didn't want to engage because he thought Usyk might counter him. He didn't want to counter Yusick because he thought he might be left in a vulnerable position to be countered himself. I think this time, it's about, you're not going to win the fight unless you do what you do best. And Anthony Joshua is an incredibly explosive athlete. He hits very hard, he's very fast, and he ultimately just has to make use of those assets, which he didn't do last time. So I think this time... Even if he's losing the fight, even if he feels like he can't quite get his shots off, it's about just throwing them. Let your hands go. Usyk does make mistakes. It's not often that he makes them, but you won't punish those mistakes unless you do throw and you do commit. So I think we'll see Joshua just with a bit of a different mindset this time where he's just willing to engage a little bit more.
0: He's brought in a new trainer, Robert Garcia, after um, separating from, from McCackran there. What does Garcia bring to Anthony Joshua? What is, he, what is he expected to bring?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because if you spoke to most boxing fans and said, who is the, who is the best trainer in boxing for teaching aggression? I think 90% of the time, the answer that you would get would be robert garcia if you look at the fighters that he's worked with i mean he's worked with an illustrious stable but he worked with a very specific type of fighter a lot of mexican fighters that come forward throw a lot of punches have bad intentions and when we've been you know hearing from anthony joshua and his team it sounds like robert garcia is not just there to teach aj new things it's about to change his mindset and to make him more aggressive and to make his instincts be an attack, make his instincts be a hard, fast counter. So I think what Robert Garcia is going to bring is a wealth of experience, but also the things that AJ perhaps has been lacking recently. He's still working with his sort of lead trainer, which is Angel Fernandez, who he's very close with and is kind of the tactician in the camp. But I feel like Robert Garcia is there to bring out the the real beast that is within AJ.
0: You mentioned earlier on that obviously it's a different ball game for aj because he's the challenger now he's gonna have to walk in last also in the ring how is his confidence after that loss to to Usyk?
1: yeah i mean the, that's the one thing we have seen with aj is i think his confidence can be dented um, I feel like even when you look at the AJ early in his career versus the AJ now it's an AJ that considers an awful lot I think before he just went in there looking to take his opponent's head off I think the Klitschko fight where he came through some adversity changed him a little bit and he lost some confidence I then think the Ruiz fight where he, he obviously suffered his first career defeat we saw a change in, in AJ after that as well and now the Usyk fight where he's lost again I feel like AJ's confidence has been dented but I also feel like the Pressure is off a little bit this time because if you look at the Ruiz rematch it was very much AJ should have never lost to Andy Ruiz and he has to put it right. Whereas this time it's very different. Alexander Yusik is the pound for pound number one fighter in the sport in most people's eyes. So it's not like he shouldn't have lost to Yusick He just lost to the better man. So this time it's If he gets it right, great. It's one of the best British wins of recent times. But if he doesn't, I mean, he's lost to the guy that many consider the number one guy in the sport. So I think confidence and pressure wise, it it feels different for AJ this time round. Does it become a must win for him, considering his losses? You mentioned Ruiz and,
0: and the last one to Usyk.
1: It becomes a must win in terms of the world heavyweight scene. The, the heavyweight division has a track record of it being very difficult to get title shots. The belts get wrapped up. And if you get a champion like Usyk that's got three belts, if you become a mandatory, that's great. But you could be waiting two years at the very minimum to get that shot. So in terms of AJ being able to get back to world title level... That's an issue in terms of the defeat. But in terms of still making an incredible amount of money, still be involved in very big stadium-type fights, Anthony Joshua is the biggest commercial product in British boxing, and there are still fights in the division that stand out. There are many people that would, you know, if you said to them, what's one fight in the heavyweight division you would love to see? You're going to get Joshua versus Wilder. You're going to get Joshua versus Fury if he sticks around. So even if Joshua loses... I still feel like there's a big market for him there in the sport but in terms of the world level scene he might be at the back of the queue then and that becomes tough to sort of overhaul okay for those who are just joining
0: us we are looking ahead to usik joshua 2 happening this weekend we're speaking to jamie Bourne and we're gonna we haven't touched on usik much we're gonna talk about him after this quick break but you're welcome to send us your voice notes predictions 061-4104-107 this is safm sport with tabiso musia okay before we look at what uh, to expect from usik let's just play a clip from promoter eddie hen uh, who spoke ahead of the fight we've also got usik's promoter alexander krasiak
1: Going into the ring on Saturday night, Anthony Joshua has nothing. You know, I've heard a lot of people write him off. You know, from media outlets to fans. Make one thing clear. Without Anthony Joshua, British boxing would not be where it is today. We wouldn't have benefited. You guys wouldn't have benefited. The fight fans would have benefited. The fighters wouldn't have benefited. He's a great individual. He's a competitor. He wants to win so badly. And on Saturday night, he's fighting the pound for pound number one of the sport. How can you not get behind this guy and will him over the line? It's going to be really difficult. I feel like he's the best heavyweight in the world. He's going to have to prove it on Saturday night, but everything's on the line, you know, forget the belts. This is about winning against a guy that beat him.
2: When we watched Usyk's videos uh, from the training camp, we realized that he looks like a cyborg. He went through the hell and the training camp within the last three months. And it did not kill me, but kill him but made him uh, even stronger i've never seen him more determined that than now so not too many champions in the world can share their experience going through the war and making their way to the ring to defend their heavyweight crown so he made his decision to take the rematch in these circumstances after he'd received a massive support from his ukrainian compatriots he was in touch with the uh, high-ranked military officers he visited the hospitals with uh, injured combatants uh, he was in touch with just common fans and every conversation he heard words of support and blessing to take the rematch so people wanted him to fight people still want him to win people want the ukrainian flag to be rising people want uh the ukrainian anthem to be heard throughout the whole planet
0: okay so lots at stake in, in this fight as you can hear there from the two promoters jamie a lot's been said also about uh, usig's weight gain i looked at him the press conference does look a, look a little bit bigger did you get that sense also
1: Originally, I did seeing some of the training pictures, but actually seeing him on Fight Week, I think he kind of looks like how he did for the first Joshua fight. Um, he does tend to. Usick has this thing where he'll bulk up, but then cut a tiny bit sort of before the before the fight night. So I think he'll come in slightly heavier than last time, but not a significantly sort of higher amount and
0: and we hear from the promoter there that is just is fighting for his people also in ukraine he went back to 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 the war um against russia against the russia's invasion of ukraine he was part of it there just what do you make of this extra responsibility that is taken
1: it's an incredible thing that he's doing being able to fight considering everything that's going back on in his home country Um, but i feel like he's using it as a motivation rather than as sadness and something that's going to distract him from boxing and it seems like that was the reason for taking this fight right now and and you know there was an opportunity potentially for him to wait a little bit longer joshua to have a step aside or whatever Mm. but he wants to jump into this fight and i think we're going to see him more motivated than ever and i'm i'm quite intrigued to see how he kind of handles the fight night and the occasion and what happens if he does win because Alexander Yusik rarely shows any kind of emotion. You never really see him look scared, look nervous. You only ever see him sort of laughing and joking. Will he? We see that emotion to him on fight night. It'll be interesting to see.
0: Would you know how long he was in the waffle?
1: Uh, I wouldn't have said it was much longer than a couple of weeks. I know uh. as as Krashuk kind of detailed, he went back there just to you know, a bit more of a moral support, you know, go and see people that were fighting, go and see people in the hospitals, go see people that were trapped in the underground and things like that. I think it was more of a moral stance than necessarily kind of being out there on the front line. Um, so I think it was only sort of a couple of weeks to a month he was probably back there.
0: Okay, let's just take a couple of voice notes from our listeners.
2: Good evening, member. Uh, for some reason, I think... Uh... Joshua has learned from his mistakes and I think he worked so hard to rectify them because he desperately needs this because if he doesn't get this one then I think it will be, probably be over for him. So based on that, I think he's taking it. I'm willing to put my money on him. I think he's getting it. I'm Evening day, Mbatulane from Holland.
0: Last time I went with Joshua thinking that he will beat Usik, and I was disappointed. But now I can just say Usik fifth round or seven round it won't go straight to 12 rounds this time thanks okay uh Tulani, judging by your record it's probably going to be the other way around then but uh jamie as you wrap up how do you see this fight going
1: oh, i think is he there uh, hello
0: the, yes i was saying that as we wrap up how do you see this fight going
1: oh to make sure you cut out there
0: okay who's your money on for this fight then jamie or who are you tipping or how do you see it going Okay, now I think we've lost that uh, connection there. Um, okay, I wanted to get his prediction. But you can always follow him on uh, social media. He's always going to update. He's going to put up um, his YouTube preview there, uh, uh, Jamie, so you can uh, get his predictions on Online there, if you just follow him on social media, he's got a YouTube channel that is growing and growing. We like to retweet also just to also thank him for his contributions here in South Africa. It's Boxeo bone on uh, on social media at B O X E O B O U R N E. Do we have him back on the line? Okay, no, we're gonna have to. Uh, call it quits there. Okay, let's leave it there for now then. But you're welcome to send us your voice notes on Joshua Usyk too. How do you see that one going? I gotta say Joshua looks really, really focused. I think maybe the first fight took it for granted. He was at home. He was a champion. And I think Usyk, because I was part of the press conference, and I don't think Usyk got the respect that he deserved ahead of that fight. A lot of people wrote him off. I even asked him also if he really, really feels like the underdog. And he said, we will see on fight night if I'm really the, the underdog. Let them talk. But I will do my job in the ring. And he certainly did it inside the ring okay i did mention that um there is a women's boxing symposium that's happening in kzn next and next week rather uh, put together by boxing south africa so we do want to find out what that is all about what's expected to come out of it and we're going to be joined on the line by the ceo of uh, boxing south africa the acting ceo of boxing south africa i know that there's also football on the go uh pirates up against royal am so we'll also keep you posted with what's happening there they've just um held a moment of silence for my guest chabalala the quieto musician who sadly passed away earlier this week and the game is about to get underway at the moses Mabhida stadium and we also want to hear a little bit from colin nathan about sylvia nonjenga's upcoming uh, fight